Happy Sunday, everyone. Yeah. Hey, for all you sun worshipers, it's time to change sides right now so you can kind of even out your tan. <laughs> well, if I haven't had the privilege of meeting you yet, my name is Dave Guernsey, and I serve as the associate pastor here at True Grace. And one of the many things that I love about our church is that we have nine people from our church that are going to be doing missions work in Spain this week. And then in October, we have like 22 people from our church that's going to be doing missions work in Panama. So I love being a part of a church that not only wants to serve our community, but also serve our world. Well, today, friends, I just want to share a simple truth with you titled, A Shepherd You Can Trust. And uh, you can follow along in your teaching notes that are uh, in your program that as uh, you probably received that as you came in today. I want to ask this question. How many of you are control freaks? Raise your hand. See, even now, some of you want to have control and not raise your hand. Come on. How many of you like to feel like you're in control? Raise your hand. That's right. You know, I have a love-hate relationship with roller coasters. When I'm on the roller coaster, I love the fact that once I'm strapped in and it begins to go, I'm no longer in control. So it gives me this incredible feeling that I love, but also I'm kind of scared at the same time. You see, I'm not one of those that lifts my hands up from the bar in front of me while the roller coaster is going full speed. Now, my wife does, but I don't. She's a lot more brave than I am. And even though deep down I know that I'm not in control at this point, yet somehow white-knuckling it on the bar in front of me with a tight death grip gives me the illusion that I have a little control because I have a certain amount of strength. But the reality is I'm not in control. Come on, can we admit that one of our greatest fears of our shared human condition is not being in control and letting go? Come on. See, I just need to be able to lean back, let go, and trust that the roller coaster will get me safely back. Here's what I want us to understand and to know today, and that is this. You can trust Jesus as your good shepherd. Here's what I know. There are people right now in our community and in our world who like Jesus but don't really trust him. And it's because there's a moment in every one of our lives where we feel like we're hanging on the edge of a cliff for dear life and we're calling out to Jesus and we're saying, what's next? And he's saying, let go, lean back, trust me. John, do I need to change microphones? All right, somehow. Do I need to move back maybe a little bit? Maybe that would help. It's the wind. It's the wind. All right, Jesus, say, wind, be still. <laughs> I'm not playing Jesus. I'm just saying, Jesus, please say that, all right? So I just want to make sure you clarify. 
Today, if you're thinking, well, Dave, you're saying I should trust Jesus, but why? Here's why Jesus is worthy of our trust as the good shepherd. And the answer is both simple and profound. We can trust Jesus as our good shepherd because he's the shepherd that laid his life down for his sheep. So I want to wrestle with this question with you and I today for a few moments as we jump into John chapter 10. And the question is this, will I or am I trusting Jesus as our good shepherd? So if you have your Bibles, electronic advice, I'm just going to invite you to turn with me to John chapter 10. And we're going to start off by reading verses 11 through 13. Jesus says this. Ah. All right, can you hear me now? All right. Verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. Jesus says, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, since he is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, leaves them and runs away when he sees a wolf coming. The wolf then snatches and scatters them. This happens because he is a hired hand and doesn't care about the sheep. Jesus says this, I am the good shepherd. Say good shepherd. Now notice that Jesus makes an important statement there about the nature of the character of the hired hand. He says this, The hired hand, since he is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, leaves them and runs away when he sees a wolf coming. The wolf then snatches and scatters them. This happens because he is a hired hand and doesn't care about the sheep. Now listen to the contrast of his very next words in verse 14 and 15. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as a father knows me, and I know the father, I lay down my life for the sheep. So in verses 11 through 15, twice he says he is our good shepherd. And this is important because in the Old and New Testament, God uses this metaphor, this this imagery that he desires to be a shepherd for the people that he truly cares for. As you read through the book of Psalms and even some of the prophets in the Old Testament, there was always this prophetic promise, this prophetic hope that the day would come when God would be among his people as a shepherd to his sheep. Can I tell you that has been fulfilled in Jesus. He is our good shepherd. John tells us, of Jesus being the shepherd, and you may want to put this in your notes, who gathers his sheep. And the one who guards his sheep, and the one who gives his life for the sheep. You see, it's important for us to remember that Jesus doesn't say he's just good at shepherding, or he's a good shepherd, but Jesus actually says he is the good shepherd. Now, we live in the Pacific Northwest, the evergreen state. Lots of evergreen trees, a lot of moss, a lot of rain. But Jesus is communicating this truth in a little bit more of an arid space where there are rocky mountains. There was some pasture land up in the northern part of Israel. So when Jesus is communicating this truth, people understand the imagery of a wilderness and the need for a shepherd to be able to navigate his flock through places that were threatening like the wilderness. 
Places where food and water sources were scarce. Places where predators are everywhere. And they know that sheep are vulnerable. And it's in that backdrop that Jesus looks at these people and reminds them, listen, I am the good shepherd. But Dave, I don't know if I can let go. Let me give you some reasons today why we can trust Jesus as our good shepherd. Number one, our shepherd keeps a focused watch on his sheep. You see, a good shepherd pays attention. And this matters because we live in such a distracted world, and yet Jesus does not suffer from distractions. He doesn't have notifications going off that's robbing him of his attention from you. And the reason why this matters is because Jesus sees you. He knows what you are going through. He knows you. He's aware of where you're at. And some of us are going through seasons of life where we feel like we're hanging on the edge of a cliff for dear life. And we're thinking, Jesus, don't you care? And yet the shepherd says, lean back, let go, trust me. Our good shepherd keeps a focused watch on his sheep. True grace, he's got his eye on you. And not just when you're in church. He sees every detail. He knows how to care for you. Our good shepherd keeps a focused watch on you. And we know that. Because in verse 14, Jesus says these words. I know my own and my own know me. So today, if you feel unseen, maybe by the world around you, maybe you feel unseen by your boss, your spouse, your family, or friends or neighbors, be encouraged today. Jesus sees you. He sees what's inside of you. He knows what's going on. He keeps a focused watch. The second reason why we can trust Jesus as our good shepherd is because our shepherd protects his flock from danger and enemies. This is one of the things I love about Jesus. Because at times I'm convinced I can defend myself. Has anyone else ever made that mistake? Guess what? You don't have to be your own defense system. Jesus is our good shepherd. And our good shepherd protects his flock from danger and from enemies. In John chapter 10, we see that Jesus is committed to you and I experiencing life. In John chapter 10, verse 10, he says, I have come that you might have life. Jesus is committed to you and I experiencing life so much so that he steps in front of us, takes on our enemies, he lays his life down, and he stood up against our greatest enemy, sin, death, and the grave. And I have good news, friends. He was victorious because he's alive again. Can you say amen to that? He was a lamb that was killed, but understand, he did not stay dead. He rose again in victory, and he took on our enemies that we couldn't take on ourselves. In fact, Jesus says in verse 15, I lay my life down for my sheep. But Dave, I don't know if I can let go. Dave, I don't know if I can fully trust Jesus. You see, this is the dynamic about faith. You won't really know. That you can trust him until you lean back, let go, and trust. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. 
He's the one that can be depended upon. And just the fact that Jesus would lay his life down for his sheep is a radical idea. Because many of the shepherds were just hired by the owner. How many of you know that a hired person treats stuff differently than the owner does? Some of you have rented a car recently. You drove that car. You treated that car. Come on, nod your heads. You treated that car differently. Why? Because you weren't the owner. If your car's on fire, you take action. You do everything humanly possible to put it out. If your rental car's on fire, you show, you know, you shoot a quick video and send it to your friends. Come on. Why? Because you weren't the owner. Here's what we need to know. Jesus knows how to protect us. And what this means, and we can lose sight of this, is there is a real danger and there is real enemies that we face. Understand, there's a real spiritual battle going on over your life, over your family, over your career, over your health, and over your finances. But here's the good news. Jesus is our protector. He is our defender. So don't leave here today going, man, I've got this. See, the message of the gospel is this. You don't got this. He's our victory. There's real danger and there's real enemies, but Jesus was and is committed to taking on our enemies. When we lose sight of this, we quickly forget there are things that the shepherd sees that the sheep will never see. There are certain things that a shepherd will notice. The shepherd will see the thing creeping in the shadows and the sheep are just sitting there, not even paying attention. But because the shepherd is aware, because the shepherd is skilled, he knows, he sees what we cannot see, and he's willing to step in and defend and protect us. Why? Because Jesus is our protector. Yeah. The third reason why we can trust and follow Jesus, our good shepherd, is because our shepherd makes sure his flock is fed and taken care of. Come on, how many of you love to be fed? Raise your hand. Stop being shy. You know you love it. There's something about showing up at, a, at somebody's house where they have thought through all the details, provided everything, and all you have to do is just sit your fanny perpendicular down and just start eating. See, our shepherd makes sure that his flock is fed and taken care of. Jesus knows how to provide for you. So for those of you that are nervous about a career change, those of you who are good with your finances, but you're still worried whether you're going to have enough money at the end of the month, can I just remind you, Jesus, as our good shepherd, knows how to feed you and to take care of you. He is the good shepherd. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11 says this. God is speaking through his prophet Isaiah, who declares this about God. He protects his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms, and carries them in the fold of his garment. He gently leads those that are nursing. You see, God's people had experienced life in exile in a foreign land, and yet God continued to promise the days coming when I will bring you back. And the beautiful picture is this, that God doesn't yell from a distance saying, hey, good luck finding on your way back home. But instead, he goes to where his sheep are 
and he leads and guides them back with care. A shepherd back then in that arid environment had to be attentive and pay attention because where the flock was currently grazing eventually would run out if the sheep stayed too long in one place. And so the shepherd would always have to have one eye on where the flock was grazing and where they were headed next. Friends, we want to listen and follow the voice of our good shepherd because he knows how to keep us fed and to take care of us. Today, if you are hungry, I just want to remind you that Jesus is the bread of life. He is our sustenance. He is our satisfaction. He is our fulfillment. Let him meet the hungry needs in your soul. The thing is, no career advancement, no money, no 401k will be able to satisfy the way that Jesus can satisfy your soul. The fourth reason why we can trust Jesus as our good shepherd is because our shepherd makes sure to lead and guide his flock to the best location. John chapter 10 verse 9, Jesus says this, I am the gate. Those who come in and through me will be saved and will find good pasture. See, this matters because Jesus is leading us both individually and collectively to the place that is best for us because he cares about us. Now notice Jesus calls us sheep not because we are dumb. And if you're encouraged by that, would you say amen? amen. Because I don't want to be dumb. Does anybody else here not want to be dumb? So why does Jesus call us sheep? It is simply this reason, because we wander. Remember this song where it simply says this, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Our hearts are prone to wander, friends. But let's understand, Jesus, who is our good shepherd, has a plan to lead us to the best location. Please hear what I'm going to say in this moment. He can do better than any five-year plan you have for yourself. Why? Because he is the good shepherd who laid his life down for the sheep. And he leads us to the best location. I'm going to ask if you would bow your heads with me. Jesus knows how to lead us, but will we listen? Will we trust the Good Shepherd? He's got more than we can ask or imagine, not just for our church community, but also believe that for your marriage, for your career, for your relationships. If we will listen to the Good Shepherd, He will lead us and guide us to the best decisions. You see, our trust is revealed in our following because we will never follow that which we do not trust. And he is the good shepherd that laid his life down for you and I. We can't miss this. He also laid his life down for the world. And what that means is that he laid his life down for Lacey, Olympia, Tom Water, 
for the people in Thurston County, for the entire world. And there are a lot of people in Thurston County who are disconnected from Jesus. And we want to see that number decrease. We read in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, that when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. So I have an assignment for you. In the next seven days, I want you to pray and ask God, who are the people that you want me to introduce the Good Shepherd to by the end of this summer? People that you are praying for, believing for, people that are walking our streets, that we sit in cubicles next to, that are in our family, people in our neighborhood, that they would encounter the Good Shepherd. Why? Because Jesus' heart breaks when he sees people who don't have a shepherd. And the psalmist David said that the Lord is your shepherd. In him you have all you need. Would you join me in prayer? Father, we thank you for this reminder of your care for us. You didn't leave us alone in the battle. You didn't leave us alone just to our own abilities or to our own devices. Jesus, we thank you and we celebrate the fact that you declared you are the good shepherd. And because you said, I am the good shepherd, we can come to you and understand that you have a focused watch on our lives. You see us today. And I thank you that you know how to feed us and provide for us. You know how to defend us and protect us. You know how to lead us to a place that is best for us. And so for those of us today who have been white-knuckling it on the edge of a cliff far too long, I pray that we would hear the words of our Good Shepherd. Lean back. Let go. Trust me. God, would you give us the grace to do that? Today, Father, we pray that we would not just hear your voice, but will be people of surrender that would respond to your voice. Thank you that you are leading us. Thank you that you are guiding us. And Jesus, we celebrate you today. And I pray that you would walk with each individual and that you would put names on our hearts that are like sheep without a shepherd. We want to see that number decrease that don't know you as their good shepherd and that the kingdom of heaven would increase. So Holy Spirit, speak to us. It is in your good name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you for being in church. This church is better because of you. So, man, feel free to stick around, talk with one another. Uh, we have some Otter Pops that's for everyone over here to my left next to the fire lane. We also have an inflatable for the kids. They're up here on the right in the parking lot. So uh, enjoy, friends. God bless you. Have a fantastic week.